We are back with another episode of the Black Box Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed. And I'm your host, John. And this time we have uh, Daniel Alphon. He is, I guess I'd describe him as a LinkedIn expert. He has extensive experience using the platform since like earlier on in its time around 2004, 2005. So, uh, you know, throughout learning and experiencing LinkedIn, he became a professional that now shares his tips and tricks to, you know, get what you want out of the platform, utilize it for your networking purposes, whether that be, you know, your personal brand, getting the right recruiters to reach out to you, or if you started a business or, you know, some type of service, being able to get, convert people into that platform. So it's a good conversation. We also uh, did a deep dive into both of our LinkedIn's and kind of hacked them up a bit and figured out what needs to be done. So that should be a little uh, bit funny of to listen to. A little bit of shredding was done. <laughs> More for you, I think. But <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was really fun. A little bit different type of uh, format to the episode, which was cool. And uh, big thanks to Daniel for helping us out and giving us some free game. Yeah, um, it was a lot of fun and um, no actual harm was done. But uh, let's dive right in. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Hey guys, just wanted to shout out Zencaster, our platform of choice for recording remotely with our guests. Uh, they're sponsoring this episode, so tune in later to hear more about some really great offers. Hey y'all, we're really excited to tell you about Black Ice, the Black-owned jewelry business owned by Sean Moore, uh, our previous guest on the Black Box podcast. If you think, if you think about it, Black Ice and like Black Box. It's like it's it's almost like it's meant to be. Oh. Exactly. Um, yeah, but you know, we like to focus on investing in the show. So, you know, we kind of look at it as we're partnering up with a asset class. You know, jewelry is considered an investment. And with the, you know, stock market and crypto being pretty volatile right now and most for the most part going down, um, jewelry, especially precious metals, you know, gold and silver, those tend to preserve their value really well. So, you know. That's also another reason why we think it's a, a good opportunity. But also, you know, I've worked with Sean in the past. I got a gift for my mother actually for Mother's Day. It was a pretty, a relatively custom piece, nothing crazy. But, you know, Sean was quick. He was easy. He was responsive. The price was fair. And, you know, we just met up and transaction was easy. And my mom loved the gift. So, yeah, if this all sounds good to you, check out Black Ice's website at Black Ice NYC. Um, and at all socials and uh there's a v instead of an a for the black so as you guys are probably used to with little letter substitutions by us but you could find stock goods there and sean also specializes in custom goods with quick turnaround times yeah uh sean does great custom pieces i've seen a bunch of them on his social media but um yeah he's also good for sourcing you know like watches specific rolexes anything like that they're looking for he can also get you a better price and you know if you're going to you know a bigger name shop or someone that you don't really know that might try to gouge you on the price so along with that it's also supporting an upcoming entrepreneur he's had a lot of success he just celebrated his one year anniversary of the business had a really nice party and um let's get back to the show all righty uh daniel thank you so much for coming on i'm excited to get into the conversation but before we do that you want to just introduce yourself for us 
My pleasure. It's a pleasure to be a part of the Black Box. My name is Daniel Alphon, and I've been on LinkedIn 6 since 2004. And I'm here to uh, bust some myths, myths about LinkedIn, and we would do this based on your own profiles, John and Ahmed. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, I guess your focus, when you're, I like, is your service helping people improve their presence on LinkedIn? Is that in your, do you normally have a set of steps that you go about, like, attacking their weaknesses in their profiles or improving them? Excellent. So we usually start with questions that are not about LinkedIn at all. So I would ask you, John, and I would ask you, what is the uh, objective? What would you like LinkedIn to do for you? And the answers could vary. If you uh, decided that you were starting out a new business, then we would discuss the business itself, the ideal client, and then we'll see how to reflect that on your LinkedIn presence. If you'd like to be headhunted, so who would be your ideal future employer? What kind of position would you look uh, for? I was listening to uh, an episode you released with uh, a friend of yours with Jerry Lee. Yeah, at Amazon. Yeah. So if uh, um, Jerry would would be part of this conversation, and he would say, now my next step is becoming a manager outside of AWS or or something like that, then we would start usually by analyzing the, the LinkedIn presence, your profile. This is usually the first step. Sometimes we don't have to uh, touch it at all, at all, and we move into uh, more advanced stuff. Your connection strategy, your content strategy, your lead generation, and, and that would be the, these would be the next steps. Okay. okay. All right. So I guess would so then you would have to really understand from us what why we have LinkedIn or like what we're trying to get out of our LinkedIn. Excellent. Yes, because uh, it's not enough just to say, okay, I have a LinkedIn uh, profile and that's it. In order for it to work for you, you have to call the shots. It's not good for you to let LinkedIn call the shots because LinkedIn will will not know as, as well as you do what is what does success look like for you. So if I could ask both of you in an ideal world, how would you like to career your career to look in 12 months, two years? Okay. Okay. You, are you asking us as a question? I'll answer. Uh, yes, please. I guess um, ideally the path that I'm on now, my next step in my career would be to become a software developer. Right now I'm doing technical support engineering, which is like a similar, more like QA position. So okay. that would be my next step. And then after that, I'd like to, you know, continue up the ranks there, be like a team lead and help like architect solutions. That's probably where I'd like my career to go. Excellent. So perhaps it would be easier instead of uh, having both answers, it it would be uh, perhaps the best for us to uh, work with you, John, for a couple of minutes and then switch. It it makes, I think it makes more sense. Yeah. So uh, what what I suggest is this. In in the show notes, you should be able to to visit Jonathan uh, uh, Palmieri's profile. And there we'll try to treat it as if we don't know each other. And I'm the hiring manager looking for a software developer in New York City, the, the ideal uh, company yeah. you'd like to work for. Okay, this is the uh, uh, state of mind I'd, I'd like to, to uh, bring into the table. Someone who doesn't know you, but is looking for someone with your skill set. So the questions I would ask is this. One, who's your ideal reader? And that basically, in your case, John, would be the hiring manager or the team, the software team lead, maybe. 
Yeah. The title may vary, but that's that's more or less the, the gist of it. And then the second question would be, what action would you like the software team lead to do if they visit your profile and they're looking for someone like you that they don't know you? After they read your profile, John, what, what action would you like them to perform? Um, well, I guess the ideal outcome would be to have them, you know, reach out and ask me to apply to a position if that's, you know, what they're trying to do. Or if I had already submitted an application and then maybe reached out to them to take a look at my profile. Either way, yeah. Great. So the last and third question is, are you making it as easy and seamless and frictionless as possible for any anyone visiting your profile to understand as fast as possible that you're a solution to their problem? And before trying to make a, a critique and... and, and uh, um, um, Talk about your profile. There are very good things in your profile. Again, when you visit it, the first thing you see is a banner, and a banner about thirsty and transforming a 250 billion uh, industry is a banner that makes it more interesting for readers to understand what that you have a technical background. That's that's a plus for a software engineer. The next step would be to try and paint your current position with software touches and that means i don't think it's a good idea to lie and to enter and to change the position you're, you're holding now as a software developer but even try, if, if you're working with software developers and i imagine yeah. that as a yep. person you do then even in, in terms of keywords what you could say is write maybe two or three sentences with my when i work with um, the team of software developers were doing A, B, and C, and I helped the team uh, make sure that the software is robust, A, B, C. So this is this makes sense for the human eyes, yeah. but it also includes, John, the relevant keywords. Because the headhunter or the ne next trying manager will probably enter software and then a couple of, uh, it could be Python, it could be C++, it could be GitHub, it could be Kubernetes, all, all sorts of technical yeah. keywords. And another way to look at it is to try and analyze your ideal job, grab or elicit 20 or 25 keywords out of it, and only then visit your profile and see which terms are present somewhere in your profile and which aren't. And I'm sure some of the, the terms are somewhere in your profile, but my guess is you'll find some terms that are nowhere to be found on your profile. And then the question is, where is the most logical place you could insert that term in your profile? If you can't uh, put it in the experience section, you could certainly add it as a skill. And the most important thing to remember is that whenever someone runs a search, LinkedIn indexes everything on your profile, from the headline to the experience section and even the skills. Okay. So you, that all you don't have for. to, yeah. Simply using the, the skills, you could, you could add up to fifty uh, terms. Then maybe five terms would be uh, added there, and that would make sure that whenever someone runs a search, there are billions of searches run on the platform. Instead of finding John in page fifty-five, they'll find you in page five. And then you make it easier for them to to find you. So let me just recap the questions: Who's your ideal reader? What action would you like them to perform after they visit the profile? 
And then are you making it as easy for them as possible to understand that they need to reach out to you? Again, there are very good elements in your profile. It may require some software uh, um, emphasis that is a bit lacking. Even even you just asking me those questions, there's already several things that popped to mind that I could add. I know for my previous employer, I had a, some information about what experience I did in the job description in that experience part. But for Thirsty, I don't think I've added that yet. And I also... Mm think I don't have a link to my GitHub, which would, you know, show them that I do some personal software projects on the side, which right, those right there would already help me out. And then Excellent. would you, would you be open to try and do something about it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what, what I'm going to do next. Yeah. Fine. So, so even within 30 seconds, what we could do is this, let's try to do this now. The open your GitHub. So the github.com uh, backslash jpalm20, right? Yeah. Or do I have and that in if there? If you don't mind, uh, it's not in the, it's not highly visible. It's in the contact info. So okay. this is what I would suggest. If you don't mind, try to go to your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, let's do it. And within 30 seconds, you'll add it. Do you see an add profile section? Um, add profile section, yes. Yeah. Could you please click on the add profile section and select recommended and then featured? Add featured. Okay. And now it's just a blank. Do you see the plus sign? Mm-hmm. Great. Can you see the plus sign on the right? Yeah. Can you please click on that and select add a link? Yep. And that's where I'd add the link. Great. If you could paste the github.com backslash jpom 20 and click on add, wait a couple of seconds. And you can change the title. Instead of JPOM 20 overview, use the word GitHub and simply click on save. There'll be a thumbnail. Um, yeah, it's like a multicolor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could always change okay. that. I'll change it. Um, Fine. So when you do it and when you save it, refresh your profile, go to your profile and tell us where was that added to your profile or even Ahmed. Yeah. Could you oh, I see it. If you, if, if Ahmed, if you go now to John's profile, can you see the Let's GitHub see. And, and how, where do you see it? How easy do you see it? How, how early do you see it? Let's see. I'm going to John's profile. Okay, so that's linkedin.com backslash in back to Jonathan hyphen Palmieri. Funny enough, that image that is matched to the link, the thumbnail is an NFT. <laughs> <laughs> when I was messing around with NFTs. Cool. So, so let's say this. The, the action that you perform now in within you know 30 seconds, Make us see the term GitHub before even seeing the thirsty experience section. Yeah. So the, the, the working on your GitHub projects may have taken hours, you know, days, but adding it to LinkedIn is very easy. Yeah, I see it. It's on the, under the featured section as a right. link. And the, yeah, the featured section is highly prominent, and that's a very easy way for people, for you to decide what you'd like uh, uh, to show people and the github is more relate more relevant for software developers and i can see the contribution that you did to the to the uh collected nfts 
and Marcus Wentz uh, uh, and all yeah. sorts of things. So if I'm the hiring manager, this is more attractive for me because I know I could Google you, I, I could check you out on GitHub and try to find you. But you're making it easier for me to find everything w- without working too hard. And nobody works to like, I mean, other than you guys, nobody likes to work that hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's make it easy for people to see the good things that you've performed. And yeah, make it easiest for them to find them and see them. I, I understand. Right. So, I mean, I know you're taking advantage of the keyword search methods, but is there like any other algorithmic like things that you can gain some sort of control over in terms of LinkedIn and like getting, uh, getting traction on your posts and more comments and more likes and getting in front of more people? Are there ways of like tried and true ways of doing that? Or it's more like just getting a groove and building momentum? Podcasting remotely can be challenging, but with Zencaster, the process becomes much easier. Zencaster is an all-in-one web-based solution that makes the process pretty painless and simple. Um, Zencaster allows to bring you guys, our listeners, the best quality by providing crystal clear audio and gorgeous HD video when we record with our guests. Uh, Zencaster is also easy to use for new users and guests. So, you know, when we have people on the podcast who haven't used the platform before, we pretty much just tell them to show up with a computer, mic, and uh, headphones, and you're pretty much good to go. Um, Zencaster is pretty plug and play. Uh, but from local recording to automated post-production tools, you don't even have to leave the browser to finish off your episode. Use the code zen.ai slash blackbox and enter our promo code blackbox. You'll get 30% off the first three months of Zencaster Pro. It's time to share your story. Okay, that's a, that's a great question. And I think the answer boils down to your connection strategy. Very simply, there is a way for you either to select quantity or to select quality. What do I mean by quantity? If you have 30,000 connections, then whenever you share something, then many people will see it. And that's a great exposure. Mm-hmm. The other way to gain uh, uh, traffic is through referrals, people who know you. And if you say, you know what, we're looking for a software developer, I think John could be a good match. And, and then the, the person could make the introduction. That is based on the quality of your network, people you've worked with, either now in, in uh, uh, Thursday or before that, okay, with, with, whether it was the, the data, data device uh, corp or, or, any, or even from, from university where uh, with, with the Stony Brook where you probably, uh, you, two, you two met. Mm-hmm. So quality or quantity and try not to have both because you can't have both. You have to pick one. They're actually mutually exclusive. And most people start with quality, think they need to have a quantity network and never reach enough quantity. So they stop at 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, and they think they have exposure. But gentlemen, maybe 2% will see what it is, what is it that you share. So if you have 40,000 connections, then those 2% become 800 people. Yeah. That's nice. But if you have 4,000 connections, then you only have 80 people, and most of them are not relevant. So pick one, and the best way to think about it is ask yourselves, if I had to pick one, would I like to be, in two years' time, the most connected or the best connected? 
Okay. Mm. And I guess, I guess I understand why you're saying they're mutually exclusive, but what if you just went like extra hard and were, was able to build up your connections like every day if you just added a bunch of quality connections? Well, not quality connections. Not, let's, let's, but let's do some math. Okay. You have you have 1,900 connections, give or, give or take, mm-hmm. right? LinkedIn now limits the number of new connections you could uh, add per week okay. to less than 100. So how much time would it take you to get to 20,000, 25,000, 30,000? Wow. Okay. Wow, you could – that's no longer an option. If you had 20,000, 15,000, maybe you could, you could do it, but it would take you a lot of time because LinkedIn tries to limit – there are many automation tools that say we can – Auto connect. We can auto visit all, all sorts of profiles, but LinkedIn has, re- has um, added a restriction to the number of new connections you can send to reduce and spam. You don't. Yes, that makes sense. Okay. Can I can I butcher can I butcher uh, Ahmed's uh, profile now? Mine's bad. Hack it up. Oh. Hack it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. I guess so. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to LinkedIn.com backslash in. It, it, it should be in the in the show notes. And then Ahmed A H M E D hyphen Shata S H A T E. It would be nice to customize the uh, link if you'd like, but I'm not sure uh, we have the time for this. So let me point uh, some a question. Okay. I see that your profile says in the headline, Partner Experience Specialist at Google. Is this right? Yes. So where is Google featured in the experience section? It is not at the moment. <laughs> uh, You're in trouble, Ahmed. <laughs> okay, just, okay. So the defendant may try to explain well, what, what happened. So I started this job a little over three months ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's that's why I moved from New York to California. And mm-hmm. yep. since then, I never made a post about it on LinkedIn, which I was like, oh, wow, I probably should have done that. And I also never added it to my experience, but I just changed like the title on my LinkedIn. My LinkedIn needs like a complete overhaul though, including like my description and all everything in between. So I am very familiar with that. Fine. So just like John said, uh, how his career uh, would play out in, in his, from his perspective, can we, can I ask you in, in three years time, what is the ideal career you'd imagine for yourself? Yeah. Um, so I, I spent like the first two years of my career in a completely different industry from what I'm in now. I started yep. in uh, process engineering at Estee Lauder, mm-hmm. uh, which yep. is kind of went along with what I did in college, which was chemical engineering. But then I decided I wanted mm-hmm. to work in tech and specifically I wanted to work uh, like my goal is to work on a on YouTube as a product, and oh. I was able to get a job within the same company, but not on the same product uh, this past year. 
and it's built. I'm getting experience in tech, uh, and my job is somewhat technical, but it's not on a technical, like not in a technical org. Uh, so I feel like I'm getting good experience for that. But I would like to do either uh, technical program management or product management in the next three years. And, and would these be ideally related to video on YouTube? If I could do it for YouTube, I would love to. Okay, so uh, perhaps what we could do is this. I have two quick two suggestions. One is really quick, and, and that's the, the um, my suggestion would be to add a YouTube video, at least one, to your profile. Just like John has added the featured section, is there any video you feel comfortable uh, introducing through your LinkedIn profile, either of you, um, is there something like that we could try and add to your profile now? So uh, John and I are actually about to start posting video podcast episodes uh, in the very near future. So that's something that we could definitely add to my profile. Um, something. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll now, I'll double down and I'll, I'll suggest something more uh, um, radical. Okay. You, you have the ability to include a short video cover. And the video cover means that when someone visits your profile, they see your current profile photo, which is nice. But immediately there is a video that starts playing. It, it's short, less than 30 seconds. And it doesn't have to be an existing YouTube video. You could say, hi, if you'd like to check the uh, uh, my latest ABC, you can go to GitHub. Or if you'd like to listen to the to my uh, uh, podcast, then please go and check Black Box Podcast at this and that. Or if you're looking to work with Google and this is your field, reach out to me. You can actually have a, a, a short video uploaded to you as a LinkedIn cover. And, and um, what I would do is, is share with you guys after uh, we stop recording a uh, simple how-to. And I will check your profile when this uh, recording goes live. And at least one video should be there. Okay. Is that a deal? Sounds like a deal. <laughs> Excellent. I hope I'm not uh, putting too much pressure. Oh, not at all. I think I, it's a I, little necessary. He needs to whip that LinkedIn into shape. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, <laughs> let's see if there are other ways that we can rip yeah, also, into my... No, I was going to say, uh, like how I usually post a little something about the episode this week, you could also do that, but you can include mm-hmm. the video link and that would kind of be like we're doing two different sets of posts, but double the content. That's true. That's true. Actually, I'd like to go back for a second. There's a gap between what people understand when they see your profile headline and what they what they understand when they visit your your experience section. And a gap is usually not a good idea because you let other people try Fill in the gaps. and figure out what hap- what happens to you. Yes, and it it should takes you it should take you really less than two minutes to add the Google experience to your profile Mm -hmm. like the the minute you decided to change the headline was the best time if not then today because that that makes people wonder whether you already left google 
or your profile is up to date or all sorts of yeah things that are not clear in, in their head and and it's our job to try and make make it easy for them to understand yeah yeah so I'm going to, to tell you something else because the minute you're going to do that you, there'll be uh, whenever you add a, a new position then your network is automatically notified by default LinkedIn tries to have a broadcast saying after has now been promoted and has started yeah. uh, working at Google XBC ABC if that happens, you know, today or two months ago, it's fine. But imagine if you do it in six months' time, then you'll have 50 people reaching out to you and say congrats. It doesn't make sense because most people will not click on your profile and see that you actually joined Google back in the summer of 2022. So they would treat it as if the, the minute you update it, that's your first day at Google. Yeah. And it's going to be weird for you to try and reply and say, you know what? Actually, it's been six months or nine months, and now I'm moving to something else. So, the, the easier thing to do would be to to uh, update your profile as soon as possible. And today is the second best thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I feel like that that makes sense though, because I feel like my LinkedIn content, or at least the notifications I get, are either from my most followed and interacted with people on LinkedIn or it's anyone that's gotten promoted or changed position. So yeah, I feel like that's a trend. By, by default, even if you are played with the privacy settings, whenever you add the new position, LinkedIn usually overrules, it usually overrules every other setting and you will see uh, everyone will get notified, say congrats. So for every person that will write you um cookie cutter congrats there'll be 10 more that would imagine that you've joined just google and and it's it's a good idea to to uh, update to, to make your profile should speak for itself yes in other words it, it's the, it's not a good idea to say my profile says x but what i would like you to know is y and z if you already know what you'd like them to to know then do it if you're listening to this and you have no idea what you'd like to tell them, that's fine. So take the time. But the minute you wake up at 4 a.m. and you say, yes, this is what I'd like to do. I'd like to be a technical program manager or I'd like to be a software engineer. It's our responsibility to show people the path we'd like to take. And I guess when you before, when you were talking about inserting words that are applicable to where you want to go, you're not saying, you know, make stuff up. You're saying you know, in his position, I bet there's some aspects of the tasks that he's doing that could be applicable to technical program management. So try to focus the bullet points on that. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely, you're absolutely uh, right. And, and even in the, uh, again, the Stony Brook University or the classes, if you took courses that are technical or software courses, then adding them to your LinkedIn profile makes sense. Yeah. Obviously, after you, if the next position you'll uh, you'll have in two years' time is a software developer, then that'll be ideal. But now you have some assets, you have some some knowledge, you have some some courses, and, and even if you had nothing, which isn't the case, you could say, what makes a good software developer, in my eyes, the ability to analyze data, XBC, to to have patterns and to work with people and achieve this and that. Mm -hmm. In your words. And you don't have to say, I'm a software de developer and I've done that for 20 years. 
But even saying this in a story-like way would make people understand that you know what you're talking about and they would read on, eventually deciding to reach out to you and say, hey, perhaps we could talk. Yeah. Yeah, I, for some reason, um, like revamping my LinkedIn is something that I wanted to do a while ago um, when I was in the job searching phase. But I feel like since I got since I got this job, I feel like I haven't been as conscious about my LinkedIn appearance at all. And that's probably why I let it go. But I've heard that whenever, even if you're happy in your spot and you're not actively trying to, um, to advance into like a new position, you should update mm-hmm. your LinkedIn, update your resume, update all of that. Um, so something to stay on top on for sure. Right. There, there are two quick points I'd like to make. Whenever someone runs a, a Google search for your name, the, the, your LinkedIn profile will be some of the results in the first page. Even if you've, uh, you're a CEO or you've published books, you've done TED Talks, LinkedIn will still be uh, one of the very top results. So you have to manage it. And if you're uh, pivoted and you're, you've launched your own business and you're no longer wor- looking for uh, uh, an employee position, then the same questions remain, but your answers may differ. So the ideal reader will no longer be the next hiring manager. So for, for John, it, w- it would no longer be the uh, software team lead, but it would be the potential customer or yeah. the partner or the talent you want to hire. And then you need to make them understand why your what you're developing is interesting for them. So if you're uh, in business and you're not looking for a, a full-time position as an employee, instead of thinking about LinkedIn as, as an online CV or resume, think of it as an extension of your website that needs to convert your ideal reader into, and I'm quoting John, reaching out to you. If they reach out to you, you can handle it. You can say, you know what? That sounds interesting. Let's talk or let me pass this to my team. So think about your LinkedIn presence if you're in business, if you're a business owner, if you're a solopreneur, as a website that needs to convert your ideal reader. And if you do have a website, then conversion is likely to happen outside of LinkedIn back on your website. Your website may have a nurturing system. People can add themselves to a, 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 an email list. They can re- message you or do all sorts of things. So move them to the existing system you may have and don't stay within the LinkedIn uh, gated garden. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm at you go. I don't know if you had something. Yeah, no, I, I feel like that's something that um, is definitely a lesson for me to take from this. Uh, I'll probably work on my LinkedIn right after we wrap up today. But you're uh, feeling bad right now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got I got exposed a bit today. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's important. Thank you very much for playing this dangerous <laughs> game. It's like important to note that LinkedIn is is like. It's for more than just getting a job. Like networking could be just meeting people at the right time or meeting someone who could be, you could be of mutual uh, use to each other in the future or something like that. So you never know. 
you nailed it because networking is far more important in my eyes than LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the tool, but networking is the probably the most important skill that we need to develop in order to grow because we may pivot in, in 2026 and, and launch a new business and do something else and, and do something we, we can't even imagine now. But people you've worked with, people you've served, people you've met can in, either work with you directly in 2026 or introduce you to someone they know and say, hey, you, you two need to talk. Yeah. And keeping in touch, keeping in touch with your network, ideally when you don't need anything from them, is the best insurance policy you have. And I hope that you never need to act to, to use that policy. But if in two years' time we're looking for a new job or we're looking for clients or we need to do something else, nobody likes it when we only remember them when we need them. And if I remember that, yeah, John, the last time last time you reached out to me was five years ago when you're looking for a job and now you're reaching out, then I will not go out of my way That's to help point. you. I'm sorry. But if you if you manage to keep in touch with me, okay, and you, you notice that my uh, birthday was on, on November 24th and you reach out to me, that's not mine, that, that's uh, one of yours, then reaching out, yeah, reaching out to Ahmed after, you know, and, and, and ask how he's been outside of LinkedIn, whatever works for you, is, is it, it takes you, you know, two minutes and it makes it easier for you to reach out again and ask for someone's help when you don't only uh, uh, behave in a transactional way. Today I need you, then I dump you, and if I need you in the future, I know where to find you. Nobody likes because it, it makes Don't you be feel like person. you're being used. But a really good point to that. I'm blanking right now, and it's bothering me. But I just finished a book maybe a couple months ago, and it constantly referred to the like relationships with people and the term emotional bank accounts. <laughs> because if you're constantly making transactions uh -huh. and treating it like that, and then uh -huh. not actually like nourishing the relationship and filling someone's emotional bank account, then you can't. Like you'll never have a really, uh, like a real relationship to be honest. Cause then you're, it's constantly just asking for favors and using each other when you need, but then when you like are genuine with people and, you know, hit them up for their birthday or say congratulations when they get a new job or change positions or move that, you know, makes people think that you care about them. And that's what we all kind of want at the end of the day. Right. Absolutely. And, and if you do this for, I think that the point is, is, uh, is great and, and you need to deposit before yep. we can withdraw, just like in real life. And and the good news about it is that depositing doesn't uh, have to be very time-consuming. In, in fact, when it's really important, then even though LinkedIn may tell you in the notification uh, uh, section that John Doe has now moved to a new position or has his birthday coming up today, then what I would actually recommend that you do is leave LinkedIn and send that person a message. It could be uh, an email, it could be WhatsApp, it could be whatever, it could be a phone call, whatever works for you. Because 99% of people will simply send him a, a happy birthday or congrats. And if you send a happy, if you get 45 happy birthdays within two hours, even if you, you're an angel, you will not reply to number 46. Yeah. There's a limit to what we can do. But it may be three people re will reach out to you and say, John, how have you been? And maybe those people, even, even if you don't have the, the time to reply, you'll probably move them further up in your uh, uh, 
uh, of thoughts in your emotional system, yeah. uh, back account. So try to do it. Yes. To not to make it sound the least transactional as possible. We're kind of making it sound or putting into terms that are. <laughs> but yeah, I guess you you kind of do like subconsciously have a ranking system of like who feeds the relationship the most. Like who do I feel like I have the deeper connection with? So I mean. And and if you do, um, like maybe one way to look at it is, is to ask yourself, okay, who have I met this past year that is important for me to try and keep in touch with, even though we we may no longer work together because I'm moving from Thirsty or I'm moving from this company and doing something else, I will no longer work with that person. And if it's very difficult to you, Jen, just focus on one person. If you can do more than that, two people, five people, ten people, that's great. And if you invest in the those people, the best news is that if you do it when you don't need them, then John, you get to pick the ones that were most pleasant to work with, not the most, uh, uh, not the people you don't, you no longer want to hear from, but you actually pick the ones you enjoyed working with most. Yeah. And everyone can do that with one person, two people, three people, and down the line. They are, those people will can can tell you in two years time. Hey, now we're uh, uh, opening this uh, uh, subsidiary or this company, and we may look for someone with your skill set. Or uh, uh, to mention Zencaster, I'm looking for a tool that could may help me uh, uh, launch my podcast. And if I think of you and I, I hear about Zencaster and I know that you have a, a nice way for me to, to get the benefits of Zencaster with with a, a major discount, then I would do it and it would be a win-win. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. You're not losing and I'm not losing because I got a, a, a great deal, a great package, and you also got compensated for doing yep, it. Yep, I get it. Okay. Fair. Well, yeah, thank you for that. Um, John, anything from you? Uh, no, I guess just one final wrap up question. Um, when you, because you, you said, unless I heard incorrectly, 2004 was when you started on LinkedIn. <laughs> what, um, yes. initially were you just using it with, you know, for your career, like anyone else or from the jump, were you like conscious and yeah, I guess just conscious about these things and these advantages that you could take, or was was it just because you have <clears throat> what eighteen years in the uh, on the platform that you you know just understand it better? So you're kind of forwarding that knowledge. So I'll start by saying I made all the possible mistakes in the book with LinkedIn. What I've shared now is the, is the results of endless trials and errors. So I've made all the mistakes uh, possible. I actually remember uh, back in 2006, I was uh, LinkedIn helped me slash my sales cycle. I was carrying quota and uh, LinkedIn showed me the name of the person I needed to reach out to within the organization. And that means I could beat my quota. Prior to LinkedIn, I had to spend a lot of time just to try to understand, is it Jane? Is it Bob? And now I knew who was the head of XYZ in the company, and I was simply able to help more people and, and sell more. And then at one point, you wake up and you say, hey, this is working. I'd like to see what's under the hood. And once you get better at this, then, then your friends reach out to you and say, hey, 
we'd like you to uh, train our staff. And then you wake up and say, okay, if this, if this is what I'm doing, you know, 80% of my time, maybe I should drop everything else and specialize. When did you make that I'm very happy full I, I switch? Did. Probably 2008, pretty early. I was running uh, networking workshops back then. And I remember initially the last five minutes of the working, of the networking session, I mentioned this new shiny object called LinkedIn. And then it became 15 minutes and half an hour. And then it was uh, probably 50-50. And then we split and I took the LinkedIn. Uh, again, for me, LinkedIn yes. is, is an extension of networking. If you only use LinkedIn without understanding the importance of, of, of networking, just like you mentioned, then you will be limited by the, the, the your use of LinkedIn. But if you understand the importance of networking in real life, then you're likely to get more leverage and a better ROI yeah, from it. Definitely makes sense. <clears throat> the better you understand your tools, the better the results could be. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> well, uh, was there anything else you wanted to get in before we wrap up? Or was there anything else you wanted to mention? Plug any services? Any? Uh... We always want to give the opportunity. <laughs> no, I, I enjoy the... I enjoyed their conversation uh, very much. I'm, I'm happy to see the GitHub uh, uh, link featured in, in your profile, and I look forward to visiting Afman's uh, uh, profile and see the revamp he's going to uh, to make. And the best place to, to get more uh, uh, from me would be to go to danielalfon.com. Lots of uh, services, the downloads, guides, and, and one on one, nice. one meetings there. Well, thank, thank you. you so. Thank you so much, Daniel. Um, I guess I'll I'll uh, send this out. You uh, you all know where you can find us at Black Box Podcast. No A in the black. Um, thank you again, Daniel. And thank you. Uh, you know, we will by the time this goes up and you are hearing this, my LinkedIn will look much better. So if you want to go look at it, please go look at it and connect with me. Thank yeah, you. thank you very much. Thank you very much for playing this dangerous game without a safety net with me. I enjoyed. Thank you, thank you, Daniel. Uh, really appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Enormously, thank you. All right, have a good rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you.